Hello, welcome to episode two of A Little Nerd Music, entitled Hail Hydra. Christina, you want to say hello? Hello. (laughs) Well, we hope you guys all enjoyed our first episode and you listened to it many times. (laughs) We're excited to be back for episode two. Um, And we want to just jump into maybe some fandom news that has been happening in the last two weeks. The end of How I Met Your Mother happened on March 31st, and I think everyone has heard how disappointed all the fans were with the ending, because it was never really about the mother in the first place. I didn't even watch it, and I'm still annoyed by it. (laughs) However, even though people are petitioning CBS to try and, like, do it again, the How I Met Your Mother people have been talking about releasing an alternate ending on the full DVD series, so, well, series DVD. Yeah, that's a for sure thing now. They said they're going to do it. Oh, they are going to do it for sure? Good, because it was terrible. I mean, I didn't watch it for nine years, but it was pretty bad. It's like they didn't shoot anything additionally. It's just a different edited version that apparently they were considering. Oh, okay. I hope it, well, that would still not change the stupidness of the name and how... It's called How I Met Your Mother, and it was never about how he met his the mother. Yeah, exactly. The other version, I don't think he doesn't go back to Robin or anything. It's still, like, all about the mom. Oh, uh, okay. I see. And as of last week, Glee made its big move to New York City, and they also announced that they would be cutting the season down from 22 episodes to 20 episodes due to the hiatus they took when Corey passed away. I'm really excited for the penultimate episode that's going to be written by Chris Colfer. Yay! Oh, I didn't hear that. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, It's entitled Old Dogs, New Tricks, and it'll be written by Chris Colfer. And he's saying that in the final season, he'll be directing an episode. I'm surprised Ryan Murphy's willing to share power. (laughs) I don't think Ryan Murphy directs that much anymore, though. Yeah, true. Um, Also, as of today, they were saying that anyone that wants to come from the original cast back to the final season is welcome. And Heather Morris will be returning to the show. So I called that one last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we're going to get more into it next week with Glee because next week will be Rachel's big Broadway debut in Funny Girl. And everyone will be coming back to the show for that episode. Which means I need to catch up and watch Glee. (laughs) Yay! And Christina, I know you wanted to add this, even though neither of us watched the show, but um, Game of Thrones had a very big episode this weekend. I at least enjoyed all the different funny photo sets that ended up on Tumblr because of it. Oh, I haven't been on Tumblr since it happened, but I did watch the end of the episode. For those of you who don't watch it, King Joffrey, who is played by Jack Gleason, the or as my dad calls him, the idiot with the crown, (laughs) died um, at the very end of the episode during his own wedding, nicknamed the Purple Wedding because he choked and turned purple. Weddings are not usually a good time on that show, are they? No. There was the Red Wedding where everyone died, Um, Mm -hmm. Rob and Catelyn Stark, and now it's the Purple Wedding where Joffrey finally got what was coming to him. (laughs) And um, we think, the episode ended right when he died, but Game of Thrones people people that watch Game of Thrones (laughs) think that Tyrion, played by Peter Dinklage, was the one that poisoned him. Although, I don't want, I don't read the books or watch the show, so I don't know. It's not him. So, 
I, I kind of wished it was. That makes me sad. Yeah, it, it's not. <laughs> if they're going with the books, then it's not him. Oh, they're but... going with the books, then it's not him. Okay. Yeah. Because George R. R. Martin already kind of said in an interview. Because I guess it's kind of a little mysterious in the books, but like he said definitively who it was. Ooh, who was it? Ooh, I shouldn't ask because then if you say yeah. it on here, people will get upset. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was being all delicate and careful. Okay, well, you can tell me later. <laughs> I'll um, tell you after we're done. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and then there was the season finale of Suits. Which was the first episode this half of the season I was excited about. And what happened in the season finale, Christina? So pretty much Mike got hauled in for questioning, considering all the questionable actions that were taken the previous first half of the season, which coincidentally guest starred a lot of people from Game of Thrones. Huh. What a nice tie-in. Tie-in. Thank you. (laughs) And he ended up getting out of it after... Harvey had tried to convince him to sacrifice Harvey to get out of it, but they're able to that get out of it. That didn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so, Harvey wanted to sacrifice Harvey? Yeah, exactly. That was a big thing. He's like, just throw me under the bus and save yourself. But Mike wouldn't do it, and they got out of it. But then Mike realized that he didn't want to do that to Harvey ever again, so he ended up taking a job in investment banking. But apparently the creators of the show had an alternate ending in mind where there was going to be someone appearing in the law firm with a gun and it was going to end with the shooting. But they changed their mind because they thought it was already too emotionally charged. So they just cut that. Hmm. Interesting. I am now intrigued to watch Suits only because what you told me about it having nice clothes. <laughs> they, they have gorgeous clothes on that show. <laughs> Oh, also, not fandom news, but Christina and I saw each other this weekend. Yay! Yay! And we went to see Captain Captain America, which will be part of our main discussion. Because we Christina did. loves it. tiny little theater. <laughs> the smallest theater I've ever seen in my life, by the way. It felt like a really nice home theater. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I told my dad. And it was nice enough that we each took up, like, three seats and, like, just splayed out. Yeah, I think I took two seats to myself, yeah. But it was really fun, and it was cool, because it was basically just you, me, and our friend from college, and um, this random guy in the back. (laughs) The guy who I told you knew what was going on, because he knew to stay for the second alternate ending. Unlike some people, the first time they saw it. You know what? Patrick was doing the get-up dance, and I told you that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, well, let's go to the first part of our main discussion this this episode, which is about Once Upon a Time. Um, a lot of big things happened on Once Upon a Time since our last um, episode. First of all, oh, I'm so sad. Neil died, and um, it has been confirmed he's not coming back, and I'm really, really sad about that. I loved Neil, and I really liked Michael Raymond James, and I'm really sad he's not coming back. News, first of all, is that Michael Sosha, who played uh, the Knave of Hearts on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, has now been cast as a series regular for next season um, on Once Upon a Time. If it gets picked up, same character. Yes, it hasn't been for sure picked up yet, but I'm sure it will be. I'd be very surprised if it's not. Um, But yeah, I, I don't really know what he would be in Storybrooke. It'll be kind of cool. I liked his character a lot, so I'm excited that he's going to be on the show. Yay. 
I will take your word for it because I did not see a single episode that's been off. Well, I liked his character. He's kind of like goofy and weird, which is sort of my thing. And um, yeah. And what else is happening? Um, also in news, Jennifer Goodwin and Josh Dallas got married this weekend. The Charmings got married. So cute. <laughs> I know, they're so cute. All right, so let's get into our main discussion on Once Upon a Time um, about the Captain Swan ship, which is the relationship between um, Killian Jones, Captain Hook, and um, uh, Emma Swan. I almost called her Elizabeth Swan. <laughs> Wrong character. Okay. Um, <laughs> so now that Neil is gone, do you think that perhaps the Captain Swan ship will be sailing no pun intended <laughs> i think the pun is totally intended and i approve <laughs> i i really get the feeling that it will be if it isn't already it kind of makes me mad i'm not a big fan of captain swan now that neil's gone i think that's my ship really yeah not Ginny and josh well, i almost don't look at that as shipping because that is like sh- so just like ingrained in the show that's it's true. Like they're together. That's it. <laughs> yeah, they're it's together like in real life and off, off camera. I mean, off camera and on camera and whatever. That's just who they are. It's like asking someone if they ship the Charmings is asking if like you approve that the show takes place in Storybrooke. It's just a fact. <laughs> it's like, do you approve that the show exists? Yes. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Captain Swan. I, I like obviously I love Colin O'Donoghue and I like Killian Jones as a character. And I like that he's trying to, um, you know, improve his relationship with Henry. I think they're really cute together. But I just... Okay. <laughs> More puns about cat, about pirates. I just can't get on board with it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even mean to do that. It just came out. I, I don't know. I just... I don't like Captain Spawn that much. I didn't to begin with, but it's grown on me. Also, I mean, like, Neil just died. Okay, Emma. <laughs> That's why like I don't think she's going to get... Yeah, I don't think she's into it yet completely. It's like she still has the same feelings that she had on it as before, but she's not moving forward with it. But now um, Captain Hook has to kiss her in order to take away her powers, right? That's what we think. I don't know. I think he'll find some way around it just because Zelina... It's evil, and you can always find a way around evil if you really try. Of course, especially in fairy tales. Yeah, it's a fairy tale. I I don't know. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with it, just because I know there's some people that are, like, very, very, very adamant about Captain Swan. (laughs) So I'm wondering what they're going to do about it, and if, like, the creators are actually, like, adamant Captain Swan shippers. Oh, you know who else I ship? Who? Regina and Robin Hood. Oh, I thought, thank God you didn't say Rumbell, because I do not ship them. I do like Regina and Robin Hood. Do they have a ship name yet? Regina? I don't know. But I know that it's a big ship for Regina and Emma. Yes. I don't remember what it's called, but I do know that's a thing. And once it got pointed out to me, I can kind of see it, but I didn't pick up on it on my own. Well, you picked up on the uh, Peter Hook relationship. Okay, I picked up on a weird vibe. I don't <laughs> think I actually shipped them. That would be a little creepy. Yeah, considering Robbie Kay is 
probably like 22 at best, and Colin O'Donoghue is much older than him. He's 18. Uh, see? 22 at best is what I was saying. <laughs> he is adorable, though. I really want Robbie Kay to come back. I do, too. Everyone comes back at some point. I, I actually would rather he come back than Rumpel, even though Rumpel's already back. I was about to say, too late. Yeah, I know. I know. It's too late. But I, I much prefer Robbie Kay over Rumpel. As much as I want Robbie Kay to come back, if I could pick one person, I would pick Jamie Dornan. <sighs> yes. Before he gets tainted for me. I know. Oh my god. I do like that one, I mean, this was a long time ago, but there was a tweet a long time ago that Josh Dallas sent out that was like, me and Jamie, back when he was only 49 shades of gray. <laughs> um, okay. Kind of into the whole Wizard of Oz thing that got going. Yeah? I don't like the monkeys. I don't like the monkeys, but I want to know if we're going to get, like, because you know that they're going to do some twist on, like, who really is the Cowardly Lion or the Tin Man or the Scarecrow. I thought it was a cool twist that Walsh was the um, wizard. I like that. I did not expect that when he, like, stood up and I was like, whoa, it's the creepy guy that Emma dated. Something that's really important to me on this show, though, is that they keep Selena evil. I'm sure she will stay evil. Because so many, like, traditionally, like, evil villains on the show have been redeemed, and with Wicked's popularity, it would be really easy to do it, but I want someone who's, like, evil for the sake of being evil. Honestly, I don't see them going in the way, in the direction of Wicked, just because that would be sort of a cop-out at this point. I mean, Wicked's already sort of so big that it's already been there, done that type of thing. Anyway... Yes, Christina and I went to see Captain America together because we haven't seen each other in, since November. Something like that. Which was our five-year friendiversary. Oh, yeah, you came up. <laughs> I forgot. because yeah, we're girls and we celebrate friendiversaries. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, it was really good to see you and hang out. Christina came to where my dad lives, and uh, we hung out and went to a movie and with our friend, Michelle, and that was really fun. All of us from Santa Clara hanging out together. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's get into Captain America. Okay, can I had to see this movie a second time because Christina's so excited about it, and I really don't understand why, other than Chris Evans was hot. (laughs) Captain America is like my favorite. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's boring, but I wouldn't say it's great either. I mean, it's entertaining, and it's fun to watch, but other than that, I'm like, okay. I think I've just always really liked Captain America as a character, because on the surface, like, originally he was kind of, like, this propaganda-type icon, but he's grown so much since then, in the 40s. hmm So, the big takeaway is that there is no more S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. No more. Hail Hydra. <laughs> no, I don't really mean that. <laughs> really? Because I thought that you were a secret government agent. I am a secret government agent, just like Grant Ward. <laughs> oh, okay. That's for later. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is no more S.H.I.E.L.D. It is now considered a terrorist organization. And... Um, We thought for a while in Captain America that Samuel Jackson was dead, but I'm very, I'm very glad that Nick Fury is alive and well. 
and still kicking ass and taking names. Um, but let's see what else. Um, just, you know, you want to talk a little bit about your, uh, favorite ship. You and my passionate love for what I guess we're calling Stucky. Christina <laughs> has a passionate, passionate love for Bucky. <laughs> Forgot his name. Bucky and Steve. I'm like, oh, this ST must be for Stan, Sebastian Stan. <laughs> yeah, no. And we really need to get on Sebastian Stan fans being called Sebastian Stans. Ooh, that's exciting. I like that. That's a good one. All right. Anyway, Stucky. Um, yes. I'm not really sure what what there is about Bucky and Steve that you're so passionate about, other than their adorable bromance and the a little bit Brokeback Mountainness of it all. <laughs> Would you care to elaborate? Well, I started shipping them when I read the comics, like in high school, because the Winter Soldier comics started around when we graduated high school so it's like that was the first time I really kind of started shipping them because before because before Bucky was younger than Steve and it was kind of like a Robin type sidekick so that would have been creepy but then mm-hmm. with the Winter Soldier coming along there was a lot of vibe for me so I totally bought into it and then in the then the first movie came out and They made Bucky older, and it was a lot more bromantic. How old is Bucky supposed to be in the comics? Well, in the comics, he's, like, they lie about his age on the enlistment record so that he can serve. Oh, I see. I'm sorry, I've never read the comics. I know nothing other than what's in the movies, and even then, I really only watch it for the cute boys. Yeah, well, in the comics, his dad died in basic training at that camp, so they let him stay. Bucky's dad? Yeah. Huh. And then he became friends with Steve. Oh, cool. I do like the relationship that Sebastian Stan and Chris Evans have, too. I feel like they are really good friends, which helps translate to Stucky being more romantic. I think a lot of that, though, is that they're pretty much the only actors to be in both Captain America movies. Are they? I mean, besides from people who have smaller cameos like Zola or Samuel Jackson. No, that's true. Um, now that S.H.I.E.L.D. is no longer and HYDRA is taking over, what do you think this will mean for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a TV show? Do you think it'll live to see another season? The thing that makes me question if it'll see another season is the ratings more than anything. Really? I feel like it's not doing terribly. It kind of was, I think. But I think also ABC expected it to do a lot better than it actually did. I don't think the ratings are necessarily enough to justify the money they might be spending on it. Hmm. Maybe they'll make it into like a... Um, web series or something, you know, like something to just continue to tell the story without taking up ABC's time. Yeah, maybe. It's just there was so much potential. Yeah, there really was. I mean, I feel like there was a lot that they could have touched on and made it better, and they just sort of... It fell short for the first half of the season. I would have been interested if they had started building up to the Captain America movie a little more or had more of a tie-in with Thor. 
Yeah, really the only tie-in with Thor was with Sif. Lady Sif, right? Which I enjoyed because I love Jamie Alexander. Yep. Um, but I, I do want them to continue to the next season only so that um, Kobe Smulders can be on it. Because as you saw when we saw the movie, I was very excited to see Agent Hill. Mm-hmm. I know it won't happen, but I really want like Black Widow and Hawkeye on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It won't happen. Um, I know. But I do... I, maybe Hawkeye would. I don't know. Maybe Jeremy Renner would come on it. <laughs> um, did you see during Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tonight, they had a little sneak peek of um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think I fast-forwarded through that. <laughs> I think I'm less interested because it's not tying into the next Avengers movie. Yeah. I, I don't really know why they're doing it. They say it's going to tie into the third Avengers movie, but, I mean, that's, like, a million years away. When is that? I don't even know. It's going to be in 2018. Wow. That is... God, I'm... Jeez, seriously? Um, let's talk a little bit about the, um, the contracts in the next movies, because we were kind of talking about that when we were walking around after the movie, which I think is actually kind of an interesting topic, that how many movies people have signed on for and what's coming up next and what we can expect um, in the next, what, 20 years, I assume. <laughs> Marvel movies are going to be coming out till we're like 55 years old. And we will still love it. I know, jeez. Oh, well, I think the first people whose contracts are coming up, I think, are Samuel Jackson and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay. Because I know Samuel Jackson initially signed a nine-movie deal. Okay. And the first one was the first Iron Man movie where he was in the post-credits. Huh. Um, I just saw a thing. I'm looking right now on, on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And it says that the first, the phase one of the Marvel films was entitled Avengers Assembled. And it was Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, um, Captain America, and the Avengers. And now they're into phase two, which is Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, uh, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Age of Ultron, the second Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then Phase 3 will be starting next year with Ant-Man and Captain America 3. Oh, Ant-Man. Uh, who's even playing Ant-Man? Isn't it like Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I feel like... Oh, Michael Douglas is in Ant-Man. Really? Also, Patrick Wilson and... Matt Gerald, hmm. Patrick Wilson is a very good singer. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> okay, contracts. Contracts. What so, do you, what okay. do you know? so for a while, we didn't know how many movies Sebastian Stan had signed up for, and I don't think he knew. Because mm-hmm. it kind of changed from interview to interview, but he said recently that he signed on for nine. Wow. Can you imagine signing away nine year, at least nine years of your life to one franchise? Yeah, because apparently he thought that he died in the first Captain America movie. Yeah. I think like everyone did. Yeah, like he didn't know for sure that they were going to do the Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. So he signed on for nine movies, but Chris Evans signed on for six. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, as of after 2016, we'll have done seven. 
Yeah, see? So I think it's him and Downey that are going to be the first ones. Yeah. But, okay, so the interesting thing with Sebastian Sand signing on for more is that in the comics, Bucky becomes Captain America. Right. Well, I think that, like I said, I don't, I didn't read the comics, but I feel like they're trying to stay with the comics. The thing is, they're starting to come up on catching up with the comics. Because Bucky as Captain America is still, like, an ongoing storyline. Okay. I see. But yeah, so I saw in an interview, Sebastian Stan was saying that he'd be interested in, like, following that storyline and being Captain America. That would be cool. Is there anything else we have to say about Captain America? I don't, do you? It's just, I, it was one of the Marvel movies I was more invested in than a lot of the others. But I, I think maybe it's because it was a little more solidly in reality and issues we're actually dealing with as a society. Yeah. Hmm. It was very Big Brother instead of, like, alien invasion. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe you don't like Guardians of the Galaxy because it's like takes place in outer space. I think... I like movies that are fantastic like that and stuff, but when they take place in a universe I already know as being grounded, it kind of takes me out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, in last week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., some people got excited because they think their ship of Skyward might be sailing. Which... I still think Skyward sounds like some sort of government agency, <laughs> but yes, Skyward could be could have been sailing if Ward didn't work for Hydra. See, that's what I was thinking. And then what's his name? Brett Dalton, who plays mm-hmm. Ward, is kind of feeding into it, saying that he thinks that maybe Ward really does have feelings for her, and that it hasn't sunk yet. Did I? Did you? catch today they said something about him being gay or was that just me (laughs) i think they were trying to say like a straight man like you know like by the book not like straight oh okay (laughs) i was like i was like are he because i definitely did a double take yeah i definitely was like wait what (laughs) here's a new twist that i didn't know about that would have actually been an interesting (laughs) twist like, hey, by the way, he was playing all these women and he's not interested at all. <laughs> that would be the type of twist you and I would write. <laughs> Sex surprise, he's been in love with yeah. Fitz this Aww. whole time. I do like Fitz. <laughs> Who doesn't like Fitz except Simmons Baron? I know, they need to get together. Oh, speaking of getting together, let's talk about shifts. Yay. Shipping. Um, I just thought of that. I, I would like Fitz Simmons together. And they have their own ship name already. Um, but we wanted to talk a little bit about shipping and, uh, all that goes along with it, I guess. Um, I don't know if some of our listeners are part of a fandom that is dominated by a certain ship, like Steric or Captain Swan. 
I think everyone has at least one fandom that has an overwhelming ship in it. I mean, everyone has a fandom. Everyone has an overwhelming ship in them, I think. But, I mean, what if you're kind of like the outsider? But some are a little more balanced. That's true. There's nothing harder than liking a smaller ship in a big fandom. That's very true. I mean, I don't know. I feel like... I mean, before this most recent Captain America movie came out, it was so much harder to ship Stucky. (laughs) That's true. Because, literally, it seems like everyone ships Stoney. What the hell's Stoney? (laughs) Uh, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. (laughs) I'm like, that's weird. What is that? Um, I've never heard of that, but I'm not a big Marvel Universe person. Sorry. I honestly, like... When it comes to, like, Teen Wolf, between, like, Steric and whatever, mm-hmm. I don't have a ship that I, like, ship on Teen Wolf. I think I started shipping Steric out of a sense of self-preservation. Yeah, if you don't ship Steric, people will hurt you. <laughs> and also, it's like, then, like, literally everything has Steric, like, when it comes to fandom. Like, there there could be another, like, main ship in, like, fan art or fanfic or whatever, and there will still be Steric in the background. <laughs> when you say fan art with Steric in the background, I just picture, like, fan art with, like, literally Steric in the background. <laughs> but there is. That's the scary there thing. There is. Like, I'll, I'll see comics, like, pop up on my dash, and it'll be, like, Skidia or something, and there'll literally just be like Steric standing in the background. <laughs> um, I was a big Skeleton shipper, and like the when I first started watching it, but they felt like the Charmings to me until they weren't. No, I also, it, I kind of a little bit shipped Allison and um, Jackson. I thought they were kind of cute together. I know that's weird. But I kind of liked them together. <laughs> Until he became a cannibal. I shipped them for a hot yeah. minute. Until he became a murderous lizard. And he was kind of douchey. That's true. Um, but... He and Lydia were perfect for each other. <laughs> I also... Think that it's interesting that, like... That some... Fandoms have, like, very... Definitive... Ships... That, like, everyone ships. You know what I mean? Like, like, clean. Like, everyone ships clean. I don't know a single person that's like, no, I don't like them together. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, like, um... No, but I think the thing is, with ships, there'll be, like, that really big ship and that, like, everybody's into and everybody kind of enjoys. But then, if it gets too big and gets too much recognition, People get mad. the yeah. backlash comes. And I think that's what happened with Steric. I think that's what's happening with Clane, too. Because it got, like... The media attention and yeah, see, yeah, I um, like it gets attention from the media and they get the magazine covers. Well, and then there's like, like I said to you, there's um, Delena and Stelena from Vampire Diaries, and there's literally like a 50 50 split in the fandom between the two. Like, I don't follow that fandom that closely, I just watch the show and. I didn't even finish the books. But um, I think I only shipped Delena only because Ian Somerhalder is very attractive. But 
that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, there, I would be fine either way. You know, like, there's some... There's just, like, whatever. But do you think that tied into the fact that Nina Dobrev and Ian Summerholder were an actual couple? Could be. But I think that even was... I don't know when they started dating, but I feel like Delena was kind of a thing even before they were Ian and Nina a couple. But mm-hmm. what do I know? <laughs> I don't know anything about that as far as like when they started dating and all that. I also always sort of like that this bunching of names together is all started with the OC with Sethimer. <laughs> See, I thought that it started with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. But that was around the same time. Jennifer and Sethimer was It was, because I always thought that, like... Because I always thought, like, it started with, like, Jennifer and Bradgelina and those... Yeah, but that was around 2003-ish. Because on the internet, it always used to be, like, the two names and then the slash in between. Like, I don't remember when we started ac- actually having, like, ship names. I don't know if that was because... We couldn't put the slashes and tags on Tumblr. Or I think what? Brangelina is what started it. Um, but that was around the same time that the OC was big. Um, what's his name? Adam Brody on the show called them Sethimer. He was like, okay. oh, when when we are a couple, are we Sethimer or Summerith? And then that was sort of like what started the whole like combining of names. As far as, like, on TV show ships. But Brangelina is what started it, I think, okay. don't you? Just, like, Team Jen mm-hmm. and Team Angelina is what started the whole team thing. Ugh. I hate that. I hate love <laughs> Yeah. Me too. I think they're really overdone. Um, but you were talking about Les Mis ships, yes? Lehman's is interesting because it's so old. So it's like the ships have been around forever, but then the movie gave it such a huge boost. I think also because like with every new production of Lehman's, it's a young cast and the young cast is going to know what's happening on the internet. So they're like, hey, let's ship people. You know, like everyone on that cast is pretty young. And then you get situations like George Blankton doing a YouTube video changing I'll follow you into the dark. <laughs> yeah, and it's like so many of them are on Twitter. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, as you do more and more productions of Les Mis, there's young people on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook and blah, blah, blah. And they just sort of like um, propel it forward, you know. But... Yes, George Blackton is definitely one that lights the fire <laughs> under the ass of the... Um, do you want to explain to those who have not seen Les Mis who George Blackton is? <laughs> well, he plays Grand Terre, and he's since become famous for the TV show Vikings. Oh, he's on Vikings. I did not know that. So there's always kind of... Yeah, exactly. He's Ethelston. Um... There's always been the kind of literary debate about the relationship between Grantaire and Angeros uh-huh. in the original Victor Hugo novel, mm-hmm. because it's pretty, it's pretty much straightforward that Grantaire is enamored with Angeros, and that's the only reason he's there at all. Okay. And some 
actors in the musicals portray that to a greater extent than others because it's not necessarily in the stage directions. Nice. Good job. So I think George Blagden really took that upon himself as part of the character after reading the novel. Hmm. Yeah. Well, because he said that he definitely kept it in mind when he was shooting. Well, I guess it's good that he's reading the novel before he plays the character. However, I don't know about the um, Mm -hmm. artistic liberties he's taking with it. (laughs) But, I mean, it's not even, like, artistic liberties. It's, like, straightforward in the novel. Okay. It's not even, like, I haven't read the novel in so long, so... He said, like, literally he worked it into his character, like, being a weirdo and not talking to Aaron and just, like, kind of watching him on set. I would do the same thing. <laughs> like, he wanted to go up to Aaron and talk to him about Andros and Grantaire, but they got interrupted. And he, like, used that for his character. He's like, this is what would happen to Grantaire. <laughs> nice. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um... We also talked about a little bit last episode about crossovers, where we talked about, um, what was that fic I told you about? It was Chris Colfer, Adam Lambert, and Elliot Starchild Gilbert. Oh, yes. That's a weird crossover. Um, and then you were mentioning one to me also that I was very surprised by. And I think it's gotten pretty big judging from how many times it's appeared on my dashboard recently for Jack Frost from Rise of the Guardians and Elsa from Frozen. That's just weird. And I'm honestly disappointed with people that no one's like tied in the Winter Soldier to this lately. <laughs> the Winter Soldier and Elsa? Yes, exactly. Yeah, because everything is wintry. Oh no. I feel like crossing over with like Disney characters is just sort of like weird. It's like violating Disney in some way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're like for children. It's become easier with Once Upon a Time, though. Yeah, but that's a little different. When I read those, I assume it's Once Upon a Time. I don't... Because, I mean, before Once Upon a Time, who would have thought of shipping, like, Mulan and Sleeping Beauty? That's true. Or Belle and Rumpelstiltskin. Or Regina and Robin Hood. Yeah, exactly. See, and then... Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. Messes up all the shit. Is... What's bring is awesome because they also have like real life ships on the show, and that makes me happy. Real life ships in general make me happy. Um, I think a big part of shipping though is the kind of respect it gets from the creators and or the actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely like. Because I know Once Upon a Time had had drama with that. Why is that? Well, because like one of the producers or someone insulted the like Regina and Emma shippers and then oh what then I can't say her name is it Lana Perilla Lana Perilla yeah yeah um she like actually came out on Twitter and was like telling people that that's not how she and Jennifer Morrison feel and like you should ship like who you want and she was like really nice about it I think she very is very adamant about the fans like, very passionate about the mm-hmm. fans and let them do whatever they want. Like, I feel like Lana Priya is sort of, like, a fan herself. is sort of, like, a fangirl herself, you know? Mm-hmm. The same as, like, Jennifer Goodwin. She's a fangirl herself, so she's just like, go for it. Free for all, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the creators are trying to like save face and want them to like be able to do the ships that they want on the show, and they're like, oh, fans don't mess with our ship. I guess. I think a real interesting situation for that is the Hannibal fandom. I what about it? Because um, Hannagram is a huge thing, so shipping Hannibal and Will Graham. Okay. And Brian Fuller has been really supportive of it from day one. Like, if the fans like it, then I should, like, build in these moments yeah. for them. And he literally has said, like, to make the fans happy, he would, like, write it legitimately into the show if there were more gay representation on television already. Because he didn't want the, like, main canon gay relationship on network TV to be, like... A cannibal and an unstable person. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. So he's like, I am going to wait on that, but until then, here's like kind of your shipping moments. Yeah. I like when creators and writers sort of embrace shipping and the fans. Um, but then you get situations like Teen Wolf where it just backfires. Or you on get you. situations like um, the monster at the end of this book, the episode of Supernatural. <laughs> they do know we're brothers, right? <laughs> um, that's still one of the best episodes. That and when they did the um, the French mistake. I think Supernatural can't decide whether or not they like shippers. I feel like Jared and Jensen do. I don't think Jensen does anymore because he banned like shipping questions from conventions. Really? He's, yeah, he literally said like no like gay questions or anything. That's so weird. Meanwhile, you have Misha just, like, ask me anything and everything and, like, link me to your fanfic. Yeah, I know. And I know um, Osric Chow writes Kevin Tran fanfic, which Mm -hmm. is so amazing. But then you have Orlando Jones, who takes it to a whole new level, and he is amazing, and I adore him. Yeah, did that show get picked up for another season? Oh, yeah, they they got picked up, like, midway through season one. I I still haven't watched the... We're talking about Sleepy Hollow, by the way. Um, I... Never watched the finale. Still. Sorry. But I think Orlando Jones, like, is a prime example of what can happen when an actor really works hard to embrace the fans and the fandom. What did he do? I mean, he's got his own Tumblr, and he talks about shipping very openly, and he supports it, and he, like, reads stuff on Archive of Our Own. That's awesome. And, like, he'll get into shipping wars over his own show with you, but not, like, in the demeaning way some actors are, but, like, legitimately, like, as a fanboy. I feel like if I were ever on a TV show, I would embrace the shipping. <laughs> right? Exactly. Because it's so fun. I mean, like, it's fun even to just, like, read about ones that you don't ship. Exactly. Um, And it doesn't need to be, like, this whole angsty disagreement with someone who ships something different than you yeah if anything i find it sort of interesting to read why other people ship certain relationships and um i think it's kind of comical when people are like so adamantly against a ship i think the thing that concerns me is when people are so adamant that a ship is already canon what what do you mean like i literally like had someone arguing with me about how Steric is already canon on the show, and I was like, I ship it, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. No, it's not canon. Yeah, I think that's where it kind of gets 
blurred and then when they start messaging the producers and complaining about it and stuff i think that's starting to cross the line yeah i feel like shipping and fandoms and stuff should sort of stay on one side of it and if people want if the people on the show want to be a part of it then they should i mean i'm all for that but we're our own thing don't expect people to be able to add it i don't think it should get forced on them in everyday life but i think they should be prepared to expect a certain amount when like they're at a convention and they're doing a question and answer panel yeah because that's what the fans want to know about exactly um and it's like i don't think it would kill you to spend five minutes of that time talking about someone's question as long as they're respectful yeah i mean even if it's if it's ridiculous it's kind of funny just to listen to the question and like you know maybe even like come up with something funny in response you don't have to be re- like have a real response i mean that's why the like orlando joneses and the misha collins and oscar chows are so popular in fandom because they are respectful of it yeah and they enjoy it and i think that's kind of cool is like when you just enjoy the fans that you have i mean it's like without the fans and like the shippers probably i doubt supernatural would still be on the air yeah, definitely. I agree. Well, I also, I mean, not having to do with fandoms, but I know, like, Johnny Depp always says that, like, he tries to talk to everyone that wants an autograph because he's like, without them, I'm nobody. Which I agree. If without mm-hmm. us, yeah. you guys are nobody. You're just struggling actors. We're what makes your show popular and what makes your fandom popular. That's just what I think. Um, what mm-hmm. about... What do you think about um, shipping people? But I think, like, Teen Wolf tried to take advantage of that, and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I think Teen Wolf thought they could harness the power of the Steric Shippers. No, you can't harness the power of the Steric Shippers. But, like, they thought they could, and that's why it backfired. They're like, oh, we'll use these people to try to win things. <laughs> you could... That's one... One ship that you could never harness the power. Yeah, they thought that they could, like, use them to, like, win the Teen Choice Awards or win a TV Guide cover, and they thought they could just use them and drop them, and I don't think they realized how big a deal yeah, it was. Yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> so, how do you feel about shipping people as opposed to shipping characters? I think shipping real people is a much more delicate thing in fandom terms than shipping two characters. Because if you ship two characters, you're never going to really offend anyone. Mm-hmm. But like, when you get to real people, then you're like talking about people who have real relationships and real lives that you're not privy to. Right. Well, but then there's people but like I think to some extent. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I just think to some extent when it comes to shipping people in real life that you're kind of shipping characters that you have created in your head based on what you think these people are like yeah yeah i agree with that um but then you have things like um jennifer goodwin and josh dallas who you know are a couple in real life so if you ship them you know you're just sort of agreeing with their relationship is really all you're doing or like stonefield yeah stonefield (laughs) i think it's totally fine to like ship them and think they're cute and everything Mm-hmm. But then when it starts crossing the line and you start sending, like, if they break up, their new significant others hate mail and stuff, it's like, that's not cool. No, definitely not. That's 
definitely crossing a line. Although I did think it was really weird when they were on Ellen and like Emma Stone was kind of into it. Like she was laughing that Ellen was like joking with them about being together. Whereas like Andrew Garfield was just like, you need to drop it. You need to stop doing that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know if he was doing it to be funny, but I felt like he was doing it like seriously. Like he was like, drop it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I was like, whoa, Andrew Garfield, relax. Like, Ellen is just making fun of you the way she always makes fun of everyone. But I don't know. I think they're cute together and we know, well, like 90% sure that they're in a relationship together. Yeah. Um, and then you said you liked Ho Brian. I liked what? Ho Brian. I don't ship Ho Brian. I like staying Ho Brian. There's a big <laughs> difference. <laughs> That's true. That That is a big difference. Um, I do like, th- though, if you add Tyler Posey, they're like, ho Brosy, ho Brosy. <laughs> that is good. I, I do like that. I think Tyler Posey and Dylan O'Brien have a very cute bromance, whatever that ship name is. I do. Oh, Posey, I think is what it is. I support the bro TP there. Yeah. Oh, Posey, I think is what <laughs> they call them, which is not very exciting. Um... I think the place where real person shipping becomes the scariest, though, is when you hit the boy bands. <laughs> I think there's only one boy band in which shipping is really a thing. <laughs> I was trying to be delicate. <laughs> I'm like, there's only like two boy bands right now, and one is broken up. So really, there's only one boy band right now. Well, there is a lot of support for Big Time Rush. I've never even heard of that. I thought that was a TV show. They're a TV show and a band. Oh, uh, okay. See, we're both right. Hmm. All right. Well, um, the boy band to which you are referring is, of course, One Direction. Yes, I am. And I don't, I'm sorry, I don't even know any of them except for Harry Styles and Niall, whatever his last name is. Horan. 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 That's an unfortunate last name. I know, the second I said it, I was like, oh. <laughs> Yes. So Larry Stylinson is the one that you were talking about. Talk about a ship dominating a fandom. I literally thought, this is how little I know about One Direction. All I saw was something about Larry, and I was like, there isn't a member named Larry? Um, I was like, that sounds like an old 50-year-old man. Like, Why is there a Larry? But, like, literally, that ship was so big and so passionate that before I started, like, listening to One Direction, I legitimately thought they were a couple. I mean, they could be, for all we know. But that's where it gets, like, weird, you know? Yeah. I agree. With, like, the fans. It's like, you shouldn't, no matter how much you listen to a band, you shouldn't be tweeting, like, one of their girlfriends saying, like, oh, how does it feel to be a beard, you know? That's terrible. I feel like... Like, even if she is one, like, don't, like, do that. It's it's like crossing the line. People do that to Darren Chris's girlfriend, too. <laughs> They're like, oh, how does it feel to be a beard? And I'm like, really? Yes. Oh, that's weird. Even though Chris Colfer has a boyfriend. Yeah, weird. Um, But anyway. See, that's where it's, like, crossing the line. It's like, you can have, like, your fan art, and you can have your blog, and your fan fiction, and all that stuff. But it's like, once you start, like, forcing it on them, it's just weird. Yeah. I think... When it comes to shipping, it really should just be kept within your fandom. And, you know, if people if people enjoy it, like Misha Collins or Osric Chow or Orlando Jones, then definitely, like, play around with it. But don't, like, force it on people. 
I feel like people get very passionate about their... Yeah, like, don't tell people to, like, be coming out of the closet and stuff, because that's, like, rude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but people are very passionate about their ships, which I understand. I almost feel like a lot of times, as far as, for me, I'm more passionate about the real person ships, because that's the one that's actually going to, like, do something. Like, you don't, you don't have any control over any ships, so it's not like if you bug them enough, they're going to put together Steric, you know? But it's almost, I feel like, with the fictional ones, the fandom that you create around it is more, like, believable, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, since it's already all make-believe anyways, what does one person's make-believe mean less or more than someone else's? Yeah, that's true. I just feel awkward getting, like, really into real person shipping, which is ironic considering what I've written. But yeah. You've written real person pick? You know I have. <laughs> RPF. Um, <laughs> if anyone really wanted to know, I'm sure they could figure it out. <laughs> um, I know that I was trying to con- trying to educate my sister about shipping, and she was like, what is shipping? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, like, relationship. She's like, that's a thing. <laughs> it's amazing that we're related, and I'm such a nerd, and she's not. <laughs> um, but anyway shipping if you guys have any ships that you enjoy or you that are even bothering you (laughs) please let us know i think it'd be an interesting conversation to have um about like popular ships or you know if you have a ship that's a lesser known ship we'd also like to hear about them all too i love baby ships (laughs) i like baby bands I'm all about the lesser-known bands, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah. Also, in other news, first weekend of Coachella was this weekend. Yay. I've never been. Have you ever been, Christina? You're joking, right? I've never even been to Warp Tour. You could go to Coachella and not Warp Tour. Um, but anyway. I, I don't think I've ever been to a festival. Oh, we need to do that sometime. I mean, Outside Lands is, like, in my backyard, and I haven't been. Oh, I've heard that's good. Um, anyway, Co- first weekend of Coachella was this weekend, and um, I'm sure there were many, many celebrities there. I don't know, as I was not there. I saw an awkward video of Leonardo DiCaprio dancing. Oh, weird. Um, and it's, again, this weekend also, because um, apparently one weekend in, a, in the desert in Indio, California is not enough. Um, <laughs> so next weekend will be another weekend of Coachella. And my sister's going, and I'm so jealous. I want to go so bad. Um, we have to go sometime. I know nothing about what's going on at Coachella, except for Bastille. Um, well, Outcast is playing Muse, Queens of the Stone Age, Ellie Goulding, and Lana Del Rey. Who, I don't know the difference between the two, but I know they're both playing. Um, Skrillex is going to be there. Who else? I, don't even, I know we looked it up, and I can't remember who else. Um, Beck will be there, Arcade Fire, Motorhead, Calvin, Calvin Harris, MGMT, Pharrell Williams. Anyway, if you're going, please let us know about your experience. It sounds awesome. I would love to go at some point. Yeah, that would be really cool. We should go sometime, Christina. <laughs> Except I don't want to sleep in the desert. Please let yeah, us get no. a hotel. <laughs> I don't want to stand in the desert. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe Warped Tour is the be- better thing to get you started on. <laughs> yeah. 
music is always exciting. New music is always fun. Um, if you know of any other good music festivals that are coming up, let us know. Maybe we'll go. Outside Lands, maybe. <laughs> oh, they just announced the lineup for Outside Lands a little bit ago. I saw someone at the airport today with an Outside Lands sweatshirt. I can't believe I didn't go to Outside Lands when Jason Mraz played. Weren't you going to go? I was, but then it's like life got in the way and tickets were a million dollars. The headliner this year is Kanye West. What's that? Top lineup this year is Kanye West, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and the Killers. Cool. Ooh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, Death Cab, Arctic Monkeys, Tegan and Sarah, and lots of bands I don't know. Capital Cities, that's kind of exciting. Oh, they performed the national anthem at opening day the other day. Capital Cities? Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow, these are a lot of bands I've never heard of. Right. It's a very quick and sharp drop-off for Outside Lands lineups. Yeah, it really is. There's quite a few, like, that I've heard of, and then all of a sudden, none that I've heard of. Well, the other year, we had Paul McCartney. That's pretty cool. And um, Hollow Notes. Oh, I like Hollow Notes. Um, there's also one in, I think, New York? Governor's Ball? I'm not exactly sure where it is. Yeah, New York City. There's a um, music festival called Governor's Ball that's coming up. Um, it's almost summer, so there's going to be a lot of cool new music festivals, and hopefully some of the people who are listening will go to some of these. and It'll be really fun. Um, let us know if you do go to And any. if anyone has music they want to recommend to us. Yes, please recommend new music to us. Um, we both really like new music, baby bands as I like to call them. Um, the lesser known is usually the better. They're usually better that way. Because then you can start from the beginning and like go to all their shows and stuff. <laughs> That's how you got me hooked on the main. I love the main. I'm so um, okay, so anyway, let's get into um, our weekly, or bi-weekly, ship moments, shall we? I will let you go first. All right. Um, my ship moment, I have to say, is going to be Swanfire and the last moments of Swanfire before it died. Um, I really liked the last scene with Emma and Neil. I thought it was very sweet. I I liked that the episode wasn't like totally Neil centric because then it made it more shocking that he died. Um, I liked that they sort of fin- got to say I love you and that they meant they they got to have their like last moments together and she told him that she would tell Henry about him and everything. I thought that was really sweet. And I'm really going to miss him. So that was my ship moment. That was very touching watching it. It was. It. I cried a little bit, i got to say. Um, and I'm really sad that one of my favorite ships is dead. Literally. Yeah, literally. Um, how about you, Christina? What was your ship moment of the week? Of the bi-weekly. <laughs> <laughs> you know mine is stucky. So if anyone hasn't seen the movie yet, you might want to put on mute for a few moments. But like at the end, when Steve kind of 
references the flashback they had earlier and is just letting Bucky beat on him because he's refusing to hurt his friend and says, I'm with you to the end of the line. Of course, that's your moment. Which has... Of course it is. And I am not ashamed of it. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know how much like fan art that like one little moment has spawned on Tumblr. It's like insane. Yeah, I'm sure. It, it was just very touching for me, having shipped it, going into it. Yeah, that must be like a cool like culmination of all your shipping desires. <laughs> but I think it's touching even for their friendship if you don't ship it. Yeah. Because like... Bucky is the one shot that Steve has at having someone with those shared life experiences who's been through everything with him. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Because, like, when they were in the van and he was talking about how even when he had nothing, he had Bucky. Aww. That is really sweet. I would also like to add one a ship moment, which is sort of a ginormous real-life ship moment that um, I, I just... I'm so excited that Jennifer Goodwin and Josh Dallas got married, and that is a very big ship moment. Like the culmination of the biggest ship on television right now. Um, if you have a ship moment you would like to share with us, please do. We like to hear everyone else's nerdiness. I just love hearing other people be passionate about stuff. Yeah, it is good. It's fun to know that you're not the only one who's so crazy excited about things so in the next episode we will be talking about the season of glee that is currently on um about all the new move to new york city and their move to like bigger more adult themes like um gay bashing and stds and you know more adult life together living together with your significant other things like that yeah, I have some comments to share with you about that next episode. <laughs> what else will we be talking about next episode, Christina? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a surprise to us all. It's not in the notes you sent me. I, Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yes, please join us for the next episode. We will now be doing, we will now be releasing these episodes every other Monday. Except for this one, which will be coming out on a Thursday. Because you were on vacation. I was. I was visiting Christina. Yay. Um, but we will very, very soon be up on iTunes. So if you guys subscribe to us on iTunes, you will get a new episode every other Monday. Um, and you can hear about all different fandoms and music and stuff. Yay. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at ALNM Podcast. Mine is, my personal Twitter is at XOXO Kelly Lee. And Christina? I'm at Christina E02, but I had to be honest, I'm not on there a whole lot. And uh, just for clarification, it's 02. Yeah. Um, you can also. Yeah, really, if you want to get in contact with me, I'd go with Tumblr. Yeah, you can also follow us on Tumblr. Our Tumblr address is alnmpodcast.tumblr.com. And please find us on Facebook and like us. You can find us by searching A Little Nerd Music Podcast. Um, please like us on Facebook so we can, you know, get more likes and more listeners. And be sure to look for us on iTunes very soon. Yay. Um, 
So thanks, everyone, for listening to our second episode, and we'll see you in two weeks for episode three. Oh, I know something that we can talk about next episode. We'll have seen the finale for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, really? Which apparently will be guest starring Samuel L. Jackson and Kobe Smulders. Yay! That's exciting. <laughs> um, yep. So we will talk to y'all next episode. Have a great two weeks. Bye. Bye-bye. But if you close your eyes, does it almost feel like nothing changed at all? And if you close your eyes, does it all?